sense because fall you want to get the the lead in for like kids are back at school and like it's literally you think of it that's when everyone's going back to school where if you're trying to target a younger audience which they always are the most concentrated groups of people are together at the same time so everyone's talking about it. ah that's fair 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 and with yeah. that we say welcome to geeks with kids your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view i'm one of your hosts eric and joining me this week is hawk steve and matt moore on Hello. this amazing amazing wing commander episode yes let's just let's just let's just soak was, that in wing commander I was little did these guys know <laughs> never we, I was told I was totally gonna switch the topic on them oh, <laughs> no man. but seriously we're gonna actually play off the, the episode we just released on video like horrible video game movies by talking about our favorite gaming moments of this year so this I'm gonna put some caveats out there this doesn't necessarily mean that it's a game that was released this year but it could be it's just something that we really enjoyed this year this sort of our the games we had fun playing this year so we're going to talk about our number one and then give some runners up and then we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in the upcoming year so let's just start with our number one of this year and then we'll do runners up after everyone talks about their number one so hawk let's let's start with you what's your number one gaming moment of the year all right, so my number one gaming moment, um, the most, the game that kind of had the biggest impact on me this year was definitely released this year. Uh, it was uh, Sekiro: uh, Shadows Die Twice. Uh, it's from from Software, from the creative director behind the hits of Dark Soul, Demon Souls, Bloodborne. Nice. You know, this uh, was a, was this a From Software game? It was a From Software. Game. Oh, that's why. It makes oh. me cry when yeah. I think about it. <laughs> yeah. I cringe a little bit out of fear, not out of any other reason. Well, maybe because it was also published by Activision, but... Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's a different type of cringe, but go on. Anyway, that's a this, butt one. <laughs> yeah, this was my number one for the year in that. It was an uh, experience I enjoyed the most out of any original IP that came out. Um, cool. Yeah, because um, it ran off the the Dark Souls engine and that, which is uh, very be quickly becoming kind of a you know, a uh, standard in video games and that. Uh, but uh, with the director Hidetaki Miyazaki, uh, he has this a quality of one-upmanship on his own work and that he doesn't like to go back and redo things. That even though they managed to get him to come back and do Dark Souls uh, three, hmm. uh, but uh, this was uh, a, a very much a departure in that uh, it got away from the RPG aspects and that uh, the games have become popular for did away with the PVP aspect that has kind of been dominating like YouTube videos and that and cosplay builds uh, that people really got you know loved and that with that for the Dark Souls series uh, instead it's a it comes off it's a one-off adventure in that uh, has a start has a finish actually has four finishes depending on how many times you want to play it. Wow. But oh, introduces <laughs> so many different kind of action elements. So Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> it's the introduction of the action elements in that. It's a very involved game, like physically to play in that. Um, you know, because like, you know, instead of like, you know, uh, a, a map that you're kind of walking and maybe doing a little half jump across certain crevices and that, this game takes you all over the map. Uh, via this prosthetic arm piece that uh, they incorporate. So it introduces jumping, it introduces swinging. You know, it really, as I said, it really emphasizes more of an action game rather than an mm-hmm. RPG game. I know that uh, it's really popular on Twitch. Like people love watching people play this game just because yeah. it's, well, it's it's Dark Souls, but like more action-y. Action-y. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. That's fair. Um, 
and one of the approaches it takes is, um, you know, in typical video game fashion on that, you encounter an enemy in that it's about depleting a life bar. Uh, this one adds a different element by making it about diminishing a posture, huh. um, which you do hmm. through, you know, careful parrying, uh, and attacks, um, uh, so that even an enemy with like this seemingly like huge life meter and that can be taken down uh, surprisingly quickly in that, depending on how good you are. Uh, it's the parrying aspect, uh, which, you know, is, uh, something that people who play Dark Souls are very familiar with, mm-hmm. um, uh huh. Yeah, you're either really good at it or you suck at it. Yeah, I suck at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These these skill based games are not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was good at Bloodborne, so that's confusing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Bloodborne was kind of like a, I'd say it was a, a direct predecessor to that because you know the the uh, you know push to kind of move more action and uh, you know introduce these dodge aspects and. Make it more of a fighting game instead of like, you know, just the scary dungeon crawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what else to say about it? And that the story was fantastic. Um, actually, yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah, the story is it involves um, kind of a reimagining of feudal Japan. Um, has to do with a family known as the Ashina family who kind of took over this entire land. Um and uh, a secret that the youngest prince of the family holds is that um, this uh, element of immortality, which is something that, again, the Dark Souls series has explored you know, quite a bit. Uh, but in this makes it a central storyline in that because it's about uh, a warrior who cannot die. Um, mm. It brings that element into the game, too, with these, you know, with these kind of uh, these little tokens that you earn in that to, to be able to resurrect even after being killed right in the middle of action. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, so, um, but the story involves around the quest, the young lord's quest to end this immortality, and, that, and that's where your character Wolf comes in. Uh, he's this shinobi who uh, has pledged his life to try and defend the prince. His evil uncle wants the prince uh, to try and find a way to weaponize immortality and that, and uh, spread it across like the top tier of their clan. This hmm. sounds very Japanese. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's a Thursday, really, in Japan. I mean, that's... <laughs> so, right. so all in all, like, a really fun, like, Japanese... Oh, yeah. yeah. Born, so much game. mythology from, you nice. know, Japanese stories and movies and that. I think there's... Is it book. set back in the past, or is it... Um, oh, yeah. Feudal, yeah. like, feudal Japan, but, you know, definitely with the... Intro- you know, with, like, you know, a mix... A, a, a mixture of creatures and that and kind of otherworldly beings involved. Yeah. 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 The look of the game, like I, I, it's not really my kind of game, so I knew of it, but yeah, I was really impressed with the art direction. Like it, uh, the different zones and the, the different uh, bosses, they're, they're terrifying. I mean, they're really, right. <laughs> but yeah, they're really scary looking things. Yeah. These Miyazaki games are always so well, like designed and from all aspects, like level art mm-hmm. and sound and it just, yeah, they, sure, and, and gameplay elements and that because like you're never going to encounter the same kind of play style, you know, uh, fight style twice in a single enemy uh, mm. type, uh, which really you know it, that's where the grind comes in and that uh, mm-hmm. learning moves, uh, finding out what's working, what's not working, and that you know um, uh, there is this guy, this battle with this like uh, this armored general and that who uses the spear and that, and it's actually one of the best fights in the game and that. Uh, wearing through, wearing, yeah, wearing through his uh, attacks and that, and finding that you know, that one attack that makes him kind of stumble, uh, hmm. so that you can mm-hmm. get in from the side and 
you know? Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Um, have you finished this game? I have not, but I did check into the endings of it. And, uh, oh, yeah. and don't, don't, don't ruin it. But how I'm long, gonna, how I, long have I, you played the game for? I just want to uh, figure how I, long and sorry it is. I would say, um, you put a good, if you put a good 30, 40 hours into the game and that you're probably wow. going to end a up a long game. And it could be a long game in that, but I think you're going to end up going through at least like, you know, two endings with, with that system. Right, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, last thoughts? Um, yeah. If anybody has not tried it, tried it yet, uh, you know, it is definitely, you know, you, you'll go deep in this world. Okay. Now, actually, is I did it, have a yeah. question. Oh, cool. Yeah, go for it. No, no, go for yeah. it. Well, I was going to say, because you played all the, uh, the From Software games, mm-hmm. um, which one most resembles it or what are the big divergent qualities of it that make it stand out against the other like dark souls or whatever uh well i'd say bloodborne i I think i mentioned it was definitely its predecessor in that you know bloodborne focused a lot on you know fast moving action right okay okay um so but like i said story wise it's more streamlined if anybody has anybody ever tried to go through the bloodborne story Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, it's no, it's too confusing. <laughs> it's, it's not there. It, it's yeah. all intuition and you know, just you know, vagueness. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it, which, it, which has been all those games. So yeah. it's nice to know that this one actually does have. Uh, I'm so actually surprised it has a story, to be honest. It has a beginning, it has an end, you know, it has multiple cool. endings and that. Cool. And you know, if you're if you're enthused about the game, uh, you're gonna want to try and get through all of them. Nice, nice, nice. yeah. Um, is there a DLC for this game, or is this pretty much just... No, it's standalone, so okay. it, it has a beginning, it has an end, and that's it. But it's yeah. still probably the most unique experience I've had of 2019. Awesome. Cool. All right, Matt Moore, what do you think? Uh, what's your game experience of 2019? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rehash something that we've already spoken about. Now, granted, it was quite a while ago, so if you haven't heard it, tune back to our... One of our previous episodes, I um, I'm a huge fan, as we know, of the Far Cry series. Ah, yes, nice. So, so getting to to dive into Far Cry New Dawn made me a happy, happy camper. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, both from our little our review standpoint, and then actually just like literally on on launch day, going out and buying the game proper, so I could like crack into it. Yeah, I, I think I was the only oh. one who had beaten the game when we reviewed it because it was, like, it was like two days after the we got the yeah the review right. code. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so now that we've you've played the whole thing, how has it changed your thoughts on it? Oh no, I loved early. it. I thought I, I loved it. It was a fantastic uh, you know continuation piece to Far Cry Five. I think and I, yeah. I think visually very beautiful. The mechanics on it were very very well put together. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I mean, it also helps that I I picked that up and got to play that right after I'd gotten my 4K TV. Oh, uh, so that was like that was like the first real test of like okay, what's the big deal with this? And I was like, oh, that's the big deal with it's this. So okay. pretty, this game. It's so pretty. It's going cool. it was gorgeous. I was. I, I can't imagine that scene, that sequence where you're on the boat in the river and you're following the pink like. Oh yeah. Smoke. Oh, that must have looked. That was crazy. Amazing. It was crazy. Um, hmm. But yeah, just it was a beautiful game to play. Like it, 
it took some of the, I don't want to say issues that I had with Far Cry 5, but some of the mechanical problems that I found in that game, and it fixed them. Like, it, it you know, for what, what we had said about, you know, it's not great to have just throw an overlay skin on, on an existing game. It also fixed mechanics that I, as I got into the game further, I found that I had issues with when I played 5 afterwards. So I beat yeah. the game. I'm like, I'm going to go back and actually try to finish 5. And I found that there was a lot of mechanical problems with five, just little hiccups and glitches, which nothing major, but when you, when you play the sequel and then you go back and play the original, you go, Oh, that's what they fixed. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. an actual I, incremental I, increase. Yeah. yeah. They did a lot more in uh, new dawn that I enjoyed after yeah. five. Yeah, very much so. Five was so such a dra- Like it was beautiful being in uh-huh. the mountains, but it was still drab because yeah. like brown and yeah. green. Yeah, yeah, it was like, all yeah. it was all like you know midwestern autumnal colors, which is yeah. looked be- again looks beautiful on you know the high res, but you can only look so beautiful before you're like, cool, it's another shade of brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair um, enough. Um, you hadn't really encountered the villains when we did. I the- had not. So, what do you think of the 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 sisters? Ooh, the, you know what? Probably some of my favorite uh, villains in that franchise to date. Oh, uh, that's saying something. More so than uh, the father from Five. Sure, I, I found that really, uh, really intru- like. I just, they, I thought they were really interesting, compelling villains because mm. they almost, they almost had a like a. I don't want to say anti-hero quality because they were definitely evil, but. Their, the motivation that they had was an understandable motivation. It's like, yeah, we're right. a gang of bands and we're doing this to survive too. We're just better at it than the rest of you guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, okay. Here's the big, big question. Okay. The, the sisters or pagan men? Hmm? Pagan men. Yeah. Fair. I like yeah, pagan men. Still, still one of my absolute favorite villains from that, but again, similar concepts. Yeah. Which I think is why I like them both, because again, like Pagan Min is a reprehensible character, but you can at least understand, at least in his head, you can see how in his head he's the hero. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. And with well, the sisters, again, in their heads, they're the hero. Mm-hmm. Like they're the good guys, just that the way they do things isn't great. Right. Yeah. Any any other That's questions? Cool. That's cool. Yeah. I never really played these games in that. I always kind of got the impression it was kind of an action RPG first person shooter in that. So it's very much so. What's the uniqueness about this as far as like, even, like gameplay mechanics and that? It, well, like I, I occasionally, especially when I want to, if I'm going to play a game for a considerable period of time, I like to be able to like just you have simple first person shooter mechanics. So, you know, you run, run around, you shoot things, you drive vehicles, all that. I like to be able to shut that down, like just to just to do that, shut my brain off and play. Yeah, I, but I'm a fan of, especially with Far Cry, over some of the other first-person shooter RPGs that are out there, which we'll, I'll probably talk about in a bit. Um, I like the fact that it, it, it adds that RPG aspect where you're you're improving skills and you're learning and you're getting better at things. Not just like, oh, I've got this much XP, I'm gonna get slightly better with shooting a gun or get like a weird right, right, weird, yes, like gank bonus that comes in handy and makes things explode better. It's like they're they're usable skills that conceivably your character would learn as they're progressing. Okay, for yeah, those it that, opens that, up options. Yeah, for those that listen to this podcast, and they they probably know that I don't like open world games generally because um, I get bored with them, like GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ubisoft has this thing where they have open world games like Assassin's Creed or mm-hmm. or the Far Cry games, and I never get bored in these worlds. I, I've I, gotten I, very good. 
Yeah. yeah, well, that's the one thing I find with, the, especially with the Far Cry games, at least five and and New Dawn subsequently, is that it's as much as it's an open world, it's still an open world sandbox. Mm-hmm. Like you, you still there are definitive boundaries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, now that being said, New Dawn did in, did you know create the uh, the travel the travel aspect the fast the, travel the, thing? Well, not the no, not the fast travel. The uh, the side missions where you're going off to different cities. Oh yeah, around yeah, yeah. the U.S. Uh, as, but again, they were still like, you're in this one location and you have this one distinct mission. So you're like, I'm going to go to Louisiana and then explore Louisiana. You're like, I'm going to explore this small section of it, <laughs> um, for the mission, which is still really handy. And it's kind of cool. Cause it still kind of borders you in with like, you know, there's a mountain here and there's like a lake here. So you can't really go wherever, but it still gives you this cool little snapshot of different parts of the U S that were affected by, by the the nuclear fallout from mm-hmm. from five, which was kind of cool. Like, and spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played it, but I mean, it's been over a year now. So yeah, yeah. there you go. And they have the, the they have the cool thing where their Ubisoft is sort of teasing that they're connected to other game franchises. So yes, that yeah. that was neat in uh, New Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. But again, just generally, I was a huge fan of that game. I was a huge fan of playing through it. It's I, I still go back to it and play through it again, just for fun. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll pick it up and start from the nice. beginning. Yeah. That, nice. That's the wow. mark of a good game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed uh new Dawn, And I, I really hope they're, I don't know where they're going to take that franchise, but I know it's going to be good because Ubisoft is generally good. Like I always say, the Far Cry games. Like I always say, I'd be hard for Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I think that'll, I think they've really made uh, some big improvements though. Like I, I, um, I mean, I, I guess as a, a sort of a, a way to get into what I'm going to talk about next, I, I, I've been kind of like burnt out on a lot of games, honestly. Yeah, and that's fair. I, I even did get burnt out on Ubisoft <laughs> games because I was playing the Assassin's Creed games. But for what I've seen of the latest one, that looks amazing. I can't yeah. wait to play that game. And I uh, I kind of actually got, I wasn't super into 5, but I really like New Dawn. Sort of did you, Far Cry, sorry. Did you play uh, Assassin's Creed Origins? No, no. So I skipped Origins. I played everything up to Origins. And mm. I, from what I've seen of Odyssey, I can't wait to play Odyssey. So yeah. I don't know whether to do Origins first because I yeah. know it's probably not going to be as yeah. clean and tight as... Yeah. Yeah. You, you are correct. It's not yeah. as clean and tight as um, the newest Odyssey. one, Odyssey. Yeah. Um, and the, the DLC for Odyssey is some of the best gaming I've ever done. It, it just looks amazing. Really nice. Yeah. 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 Um, that so, bundle looks wow. like it's easily like over 100 hours of, of good times. Just you the know? last... So, like, because they they released two um, big episodes after the the main quest, and mm-hmm. the second the the last one is just so incredible and beautiful, and it's just uh there's a reason that's, that's why great. I have an Assassin's Creed statue yeah. sitting like right around my oh, right there. Man, I'm well, so jealous. I, I've really found in the last few years that the Ubisoft is really like they found their niche with these game with these games yeah. these franchises yeah. and they finally hit their stride where they but you can yeah. also kind of look look at both of them and look back and see the trial and error leading up to this. So yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. This exactly. is solid. This is solid. This didn't go as well as it could have. And they listen to the fans. Like they listen yeah. to yeah. the famous on yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, I, I think their philosophy has changed because they, you know, trying to turn these things out every year was starting to get rushed. And they were like, I was going to say, like the open worlds actually were getting very stale because there was too much like fiddly, like busy work. Mm-hmm. And now I think they've hit the right balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finally like gotten like, you know what? I actually want to go and check out this world because it's not just collecting a hat or a feather. Like there's actually like a person I could talk to or yeah. some weird situation I'm going to walk into. And mm-hmm. it, it, it fulfills the, the need to explore to, you know, actually discover something. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I I, I took you off your your no no your, your intro to your game. Well, uh, yeah. Well, no. It's, it it, it kind of sets it up because uh, I uh, I had some some bad experiences with games, which we won't get into mm. uh, over the last few years. And uh, yeah, it really kind of burned me out on gaming. I wanted to find something, and I've mostly been playing games that are just really sort of grindy and loopy, but but mm. not not loving anything. Just kind of like playing a baseline game, and so. Uh, I've been very critical about what to buy because I felt like I got burned so much the last two years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I just, I was analyzing everything and just being really careful. And there was a trailer that came out last year that caught my attention. And I was a little skeptical because it was like this really sort of abstract didn't really explain anything, <laughs> but it was the announcement trailer for control. And um, when it finally came out, there was a lot of discussion from reviewers that I trusted and I, uh, I did a lot of research, and I decided, you know what? I really, really want something uh, different, and I, I just, I'm going to give it a go because I trust these people. And uh, yeah, Control is by far the best gaming experience I've had in maybe two years. Um, wow. just, just based on the fact that I've been personally really kind of down in the dumps, you know, with gaming. Uh, so if you haven't heard of Control, I don't think it's a huge title, but I know it's got a lot of buzz following it. Uh, it is by uh, Remedy, which is uh, the company that mm-hmm. made Max Payne and Alan Wake. And I would say that this game has cer- certain elements of both. Uh, for one thing, the team behind it, uh, sorry, I actually had this in front of me, uh, is, uh, well, the writer uh, on Alan Wake also mm-hmm. contributed to this game. He's the lead writer. And the, one of the directors from Alan Wake is also on this game, too. He's the director of Control. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, you know, uh, people, you know, who've, who've been making these games involved with this one. I don't want to give too much away about the game because that's actually one of the things that I really liked about it. But what I can say is it is a third-person action shooter, action adventure. And you play a woman called Jessie Faden, who has been on the run for most of his life, uh, most of her life. But you literally know nothing about the character because you start in the lobby of a building as her. And that's where you start. You don't know what the building is. You don't know anything Mm. about her. And the details start to trickle in because she has a lot of uh, inner monologue, uh, which helps fill in her back history uh, as she reacts to the situation. And the building she's arrived in is the Federal Bureau of Control, which is like a brutalist sort of 60s or 70s sort of architectural sort of, you know, uh, American government building. And as you've arrived, there is some kind of a lockdown and there is nobody around. And it is kind of freaky. And, um, and yeah, the game just drops you right in. It's very minimalist uh, in that it doesn't explicitly explain any of the systems or uh, how you, how you earn experience or how your powers, like, I mean, it does, tell you very basically, you know, like how to activate them as you gain them. But yeah, in the game, you uh, acquire a special weapon and uh, it can also evolve into uh, different, I guess, uh, forms. And you pick up abilities as you explore this building. And yeah, uh, let me see what else is there. Uh, Jesse Faden is actually voiced by uh, Courtney Hope. Um, James McCaffrey uh, is the actor behind another character. Uh, and then uh, the the guy who actually played Alan Wake is also a character in this game as well. Nice. So a, lot of that, a lot of that pedigree. Ooh. He plays Dr. Casper Darling, so different character. But he is he's awesome because he is a character. This is not really any kind of a spoiler. As you go through the building, you find these like 
uh, PSA style uh, uh, movies uh, that are made for staff uh, for mm-hmm. the bureau. And Darling is uh, usually the lead in all these videos, sort of explaining about you know various terminology and and things that you should and shouldn't do, you know, with the, the types of things that they investigate. And uh, he's absolutely hilarious. I, I, he, mm-hmm. he was a real he was a real pleasure to watch in all these videos. So yeah, it's got this structure where you don't know what's going on. You find uh, documents everywhere that have redactions all over them. You find mm-hmm. these uh, video recordings. You even find like a, a videotape series made of uh, a children's show for uh, for families that work in this uh, building. And I guess, uh, you know, again, this is not really spoilers, but the Federal Bureau of Control investigates paranatural phenomenon. So it has a kind of, I don't want to compare it to X-Files. I would say to me, yeah, I felt like it had more of a fringe sort of notion to it. And uh, I remember when I first talked to you guys, I said, oh, it's got this like SCP Foundation thing. So if you catch the reference, the SCP Foundation is like an online archive of uh, creepy stories that people have contributed to, which involve just these strange things that have been captured and must be observed and mm-hmm. controlled. Uh, and this setting, I, I found out later, was actually uh, partially inspired by that because as you go yeah. through the building, you find all kinds of phenomenon and objects which the bureau has had to go uh, take in. You know, and you see all the you see all the notes about what they had to do and, and mm-hmm. their their their. Uh, thesis, you know, on what some of these things uh, actually, uh, you know, how they came about and why why they manifest and how to control them. So there's just, there's a lot of like lore, even though it's a very vague game. And I think that's what I like the most about it is that it was so minimalist, but it was intentionally minimalist. There is a story, there are connected tissues. It's vague, but it's not vague because it's lazy. It's vague on purpose. And then uh, I guess the last thing I'll say, because I've just been going on and on about it is, um, it's just a lot of fun. When you get the powers, you really feel powerful. Uh, the gun is so cool. Uh, I mean, just the things that you can do with it because you can, you can, you know, transform it. So it fires different kinds of shots and, cool. um, yeah. And, and you get things like telekinesis and, you know, I don't want to go into the powers again, but, uh, yeah. So running around, uh, there's a lot of, um, weird, interesting places in the building and, Oh, it's also open almost from the beginning. Like most of the base opens up to you very quickly. Okay. And you have the option to play it any way you want. Now, obviously, there's places that have enemies that are too difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would generally recommend, if anyone does play the game, to uh, try to follow sort of like where you're directed. But if you ever come across a request for something that takes you a- along a different path, go for it. Uh, because the side quests are often uh, extremely interesting and uh, totally worth it for, um, for building you up. So anyway, uh, any oh. questions? So I mean, it, it's all in one building, one really big building? Yes. Well, that's the thing. The building is, um, it is called the oldest house, uh, according to the Federal Bureau. It was discovered by the Bureau when they investigated an incident many, many years ago. It is a building that defies uh, the normal laws of physics. and has now the TARDIS been building form? It's basically the TARDIS. And actually, due to what's been going on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's under lockdown now because there's something bad that's happened mm-hmm. uh the rooms are changing um so the the structure itself shifts a little bit uh until you uh until you uh clear it up <laughs> so uh nice. yeah it's just just got a great setting for you to like explore and just really get yeah. into the uh, the immersion of it even though there's 
you know, it's, it's quite light, you know, but mm-hmm. just, it's creepy when you walk into these empty places and, mm-hmm. uh, and just, you see the evidence, you know, of like, you know, this, this government agency strewn all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, and you read all their dumb complaints about departmental, you know, requests and things that they don't like and whatnot. So uh, the other thing I like too is unlike most games like this, uh, you know, as I've said, there's like all these different containments that are in the building that you get to discover. Um, there's actually more than one threat going on. Like that's the thing. Usually there's always like, oh, there's like one big bad. But yeah. this this universe actually is rich enough that there's, there's multiple things that are not good. And wow. it's, it's not... Yeah, it's it's neat because it opens up that universe, you know, in in a way. So anyway, cool. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. I couldn't stop playing it. Um, I'd say it's about a ten to fifteen hour game. Uh, so oh, okay. And uh, I loved it, and I would actually play it all over again. Um, I don't know. Very questions. Will you get like multiple endings, or is it purely like a straightforward? It's a, it's a straightforward. Uh, although um, I would say, just make sure you've reached the ending when you play. <laughs> <laughs> So that's I'll confusing, say that. but there's that's not, awesome. There's not multiple endings as far as I know. Um, I haven't looked into it because, yeah, this game, I was like, you know what? I don't look up anything. I just want to experience it. That's um, cool. There's there's not many games where you just want to do that, right? So No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's the thing. I, I've just been so disappointed. This was the first game where I was just like really, really, really into it. There's two DLC coming out. Um, I don't know what they expand on exactly, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Hmm. Nice. Uh, there are no multiple endings to that game. Okay. All right. Cool. Good to oh. know. Oh, DLC. Uh, yeah. Any questions for Steve about this game? Um, not so much a question. It's just because I, when you sent us the, you were talking about it to us earlier and sent us the the trailer for it. Mm. I did some digging. There's another voice cameo that you didn't mention. Oh, who? Uh, Hideo Kojima. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's an Easter egg. Yes, yeah, yes. And his uh, his translator. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I guess I'll just explain this thing. It's not really a spoiler, but it gives you an idea of, of the the kind of interesting quality of the game. Um, there is actually a section, there's different departments. So there's like a, a department for the research of luck, for instance, and there's a department right. for the research of containment, you know, and all yeah. these sorts of areas. So in one of the departments, like in Fringe, they have those sensory deprivation tanks. Right. <laughs> and um, you find an audio tape, which uh, the Bureau was investigating until there was this lockdown and mm-hmm. it's yeah it's, it's Hideo uh, uh, Kojima speaking in Japanese because uh, you know apparently the bureau had heard that there was this speaker in Japan who had this you know ex- you know really uh, excellent uh, influence over his uh, you know over his uh, the people who listened to him so they wanted to say okay let's see if there's <laughs> actually some kind of thing going on here you know so right. they bought some of his tapes and they're like these weird like visualization like you know like you know you know, look, you know, you know, you are now on a beach, you know, there are birds, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all I'll say, but they're, they're so funny. Oh that's my God. Right. And you get dumped into this, you know, because you're in the sensory deprivation tank when you're listening to uh, him talk. Oh, and there's an English translation. So that's how you know. Yeah. So there's some, so he speaks in Japanese and then somebody translates it. So it's, it's a very surreal experience, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a fun. That's I, just, I just came across that. I'm like, that's, Brilliant. I love that. There's game references everywhere if you look for them, for sure. I'm yeah. pur- purposely leaving some out at Eric. Oh, I really, really enjoy. Oh, I'm going to have to play this game. <laughs> I, I have, it, um, I have cool. it installed, but I, I haven't played it yet. Now, I will say, to be fair, uh, on the PS4 
Pro. Uh, it did uh, drop frames a little bit. Uh, they're working on that. Uh, so I would recommend probably getting it on the PC. I have it on PC. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of these games that it's one of the first games to use ray tracing. Yes. So it all gorgeous. I'm sure it'll be. I don't I don't have a ray tracing video card, but whatever. It's still a bit look good. Yeah. I mean, partially the reason why it does kind of clog up is you can, like I said, you have telekinesis, you can pick up things and throw them. And when you throw them, when they hit things, they can spark or they cause papers to fly up. So there's a lot of reaction and destruction in the world. Mm. Uh, and it's all, you know, based on what you're chucking. So, um, yeah. It, it, <laughs> so everything. It can, get, it can get very complicated. Yeah. So right. that's why it drops frames. Yeah. This is why when I played Jedi Knight 2 way back in the day, I... Mm. It would slow down because you would throw everything at yes. everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, I, I'm it's glad to, to see that. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad to see that that hasn't changed. Exactly. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on uh, control from the other guys? I feel like I have to play this now. Yeah, definitely. I want to give it. Yeah, I want to give it a look. See for sure. It sounds very cool. Oh. There's this tone. It sounds like um, it, there was this novel released years ago. On that, Did anybody ever read House of Leaves? It sounds, no. that sounds, sounds kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. it was kind of the same thing. It was about um, in an ordinary house, this extraordinary thing happened, and that this door appeared that seemed to lead to nowhere. Hmm. Yeah, that that yeah. has that flavor for sure. Yeah. yeah, but when you mentioned about Hideo uh, Kojima making a guest appearance, and that it kind of reminded me of that because the the, auth- the author of that book used to litter like in a meta way in that like encounters with these real life people like Stephen King, and that mm-hmm. you know the owner of the house was trying to investigate the 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 you know you know, the reasons why this thing was happening right. and that, and he would contact people as far reaching as like Stephen King, you know, and ask him about Are it. You <laughs> sure that, that character of yeah. Stephen King wasn't the character of Stephen King from the dark tower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, you have to read the dark tower novels. They're no. wonderful. I don't know if you're messing with me again. No, no, no. I oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Those <laughs> books are wonderful. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. finish off our foursome with uh, my game of the, my gaming experience of the year, which is on PC. So unfortunately you guys need to get gaming PCs <laughs> or maybe they have to port this to something because I could see this on any, any other system. So mm-hmm. the game I'm talking about is telling lies. It's by Annapura interactive. Um, so yeah. that's, uh, obviously a film company so there's there's a reason why this is a game by sam barlow who created her story a couple years ago i think it was 2015 and it's sort of it's sort of this is the spiritual successor to it because it sort of plays the same way basically you're playing a fbi agent um she goes home and she turns on her computer so what you're seeing is her computer screen and she has this hard drive full of footage and it's all, so they're all conversations, but you only seeing one side of the conversation at a time. Mm-hmm. And basically what you're doing is trying to piece together why all this footage is there. So the first thing you'll see is the search term for love and they'll bring up these different clips and you'll hear a conversation. And if you're clever enough, you can figure out which conversation is matching up to another conversation. So basically you're trying to find out why these four people they're interconnected in this tale. It's a giant mystery and it's so unique and it's nothing oh, wow. that I've played before. And it there's there's a weird sort of voyeuristic of course, yeah. feel to it because yeah. you're you're watching something that you know you're not supposed to be watching. Right. And I don't know I don't know how people can like like you're going through this whole throughway of like little things you hear something mention something on this one conversation you're like oh maybe i should search for that 
and then you'll you'll go down this other pathway and it may might lead to nowhere might lead to another clue but right. you can honestly think like once you get to the end of this game you can honestly think that you might have been the only person to watch that sequence of videos to get to that point that conclusion because there's so many there's so much footage that you can search through hmm. that it's just it's incredible this wow. isn't a long game you you can probably finish in 4 to 6 hours wow um, but it, it it's it's incredible. The, so the it, cast is is great. Yeah, uh, the cast is Logan Marshall Green, Alexandra Ship, Carrie Bichet, and Angela Serafian. Ah, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I don't I don't want to talk about it more because yeah, it's sort of what my situation with control. You can't. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. I do have a question. Sorry to clarify. Yeah. Are you one of those characters, or are you all four of those characters? You are none of those characters. Oh, okay. So you're just the person. You're an FBI is, agent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And you're watching all the video clips on a computer. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you're trying to piece it together. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. There's also a fifth person in the videos. Uh, you find out that pretty soon. But anyway, <laughs> the main four people are Logan Marshall yeah. Green, Alexander Ship, Carrie Bichet, and Angela Serafin. And because of the quality of these actors, the video, like the acting is so good. Yeah. So you believe that they're real and it's just like, it's incredible. Questions? <laughs> Lots in that. So how would you define the gameplay mechanic of the game? It's sort of like an interactive, I don't want to say interactive movie, but it sort of feels like it. It is an interactive movie though. Right? Because it's all more full motion so. video. But yeah. like, it, it's weird because you're playing on it. It feels like you're just doing work but it's fun. It's yeah. weird because yeah. you can take a break and play solitaire on her computer. <laughs> and, and like the only issue I had was with their notepad, which is designed weird, but I would just take I would, a you know, real notepad. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I just did it that way. But that's um, cool that they even bothered to include a notepad on the desktop. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's really and, neat. And you could, you could bookmark and tag different video clips so they can reference it back later. So yeah. that it's, it's, it's well done. It's, yeah, yeah. When you first described, you know, that you were going to uh, talk about this game, I was trying to think of like what other experiences there are like it, and really, there isn't anything in terms of gameplay like it. This is like, what was her story like? Was it similar, or was it a yeah? Different- it, it was sort of like that. It was. Um, uh, I didn't really play through it all, but it is you're you're going through police interviews, okay. pretty much. Okay. Okay. But like, I mean, the only thing that I could think of was just, just happens to be a couple, you know, movies that sort of have a similar voyeuristic, like there was that Robin Williams movie, Final Cut, where he's like, you know, in some future, everybody has all these recorded videos and he's trying to figure out, you know, because someone's died and he's supposed mm-hmm. to like make like a kind of like a, I guess a, a eulogy video or something for a funeral. But then he's, he starts to discover like, a, a trace, you know? Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. I know it's not the same. I know. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to no, think of like an extreme sort of like, but just the whole idea of going through a yeah. lot of footage, right? I feel like this episode, we're gonna, I'm definitely going to have to include like, like YouTube trailers for all of these games. Cause sure. Sure. They're so different. And like, just the, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Well, the trailer that you sent me to, to, to see about this game really intrigued me. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I love, like, uh, you know, um, uh, Logan, um, because, like, he's in my favorite, you know, movie right now, like, uh, Upgrade. I mean, he was yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I'm really keen to try this game now. i got to figure out how to get a computer. 
<laughs> you could always just <laughs> just I'll, I'll give you my key. You can spend four hours here just playing it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and, yeah. Sounds I, good. Um, apparently, it was released on iOS as well. Oh, yeah, iOS. Hmm, so, makes okay. sense. Yeah. If you could, uh, yeah, do that. yeah. Neat. But Sam Barlow <laughs> is a is a great uh great director. Like this game and her story. Yeah, just mm-hmm. totally unique. And bringing back full motion video video games into the forefront, which is you know, not a well, thing yeah. anymore. It, no, but it's just amazing that, you know, reach this point of technology where like, yeah, it, it used to be like, it was a bit of a gimmick because, you know, just anything animated was tricky, but even if it was pixelated footage, it still had a certain, you know, reality to it that stood out. Right. But, you know, eventually we all kind of got tired of watching these, you know, like mm-hmm. really crappy videos, but now it looks so good. Like it literally could be, you know, something you were doing on your own computer. So, um, I, I just read what uh, Sam Barlow described the game as. He described the game as a combination of the films The Conversation from 1974 and, sh- and Shame from 2011. And I could totally oh, see why. Great. <laughs> okay. After playing the game. Okay, this makes me want to play it more now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There, there are scenes where the, the char- like, characters will break down and yeah. you're just like like breakdown crying on screen and you're like, what happened? And you start to find out what happened on the other end of the call. Oh yeah. That's fascinating. Reference to the conversation kind of really tied it together in that, because like that movie starts with one angle of, of a situation on that. And, you know, we think these, you know, that these two people are in danger from Mm. a certain somebody in that. And it's only through like, you know, subsequent investigation and that we find like, you know, we're, we're hearing this from a completely different angle. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Coppola is a great writer, director, oh, yeah. producer. Yeah. So, well, that, no, that yeah. sounds that sounds fantastic. Like it just, yeah, like a really immersive cinematic experience. I love cinematic mm-hmm. in video games. You know, I love that type of immersion, and it definitely uh, felt like that uh, interaction. Yeah, um, cool. And cool. if we're moving towards more interactive film type things, I'm totally down with it, especially after this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, wow. So, so cool. if you, no one has any more questions for that, I know it's, it's sort of a vague game, but it's a game that you need to sort of experience. It, um, ju- it just sounds like a, an amazing culmination uh-huh. of what they can do with the technology now. Yeah. And yeah, like a filmmaker making a video game, like that, this sounds like a, an excellent example of yeah. that convergence. Yeah. I, uh, I actually just found it on, I, uh, on iOS for my phone. I'm like, I'm going to download that right now. <laughs> nice. Give yeah. it a play. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go into the runners up one, one or one to three runners up. If you have them, just shoot them off and we'll, yeah. Anyway, Hawk, go. Uh, I'm trying to think like, cause I don't think I had a lot of like different gaming experiences this year. Um, I gotta say destiny came back in a big way for cool, me and cool. Matt. And, uh, you stole Luke. mine. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's sorry, mine. The- it's cool. Yeah. I only mentioned yeah. that earlier. No, go for it. Yeah, talk about the division. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go for it. Uh, I, so, I will play yeah. off your destiny too. Yeah. Um, Concerned I brought a- you back into it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm finding with these new seasons that they're adding in that that you know it's you know they're not necessarily advancing any sort of story in that, but there are events that kind of keep bringing it back in that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, for, yeah, once they once they left Activision, they sort of um, they sort of dropped communication with people, and then like their fans, they took like a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. then they sort of released this roadmap that seems like 
they're doing what they wanted to do with Destiny in the first place, which is yeah. actually really interesting. Um, they're releasing a free-to-play version October 1st called the Light, something about the Light, um, because it's also the release of their Shadow Keep. Yeah, big mm-hmm. big DLC. Um, so that's cool. gonna bring a whole slew of new players, and it'll maybe maybe get them to download the DLC. It doesn't feel as grindy as before. No, which yeah. is nice. that was my problem from before. Yeah. So I am looking forward to seeing this new this yeah. new dawn. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, Destiny uh, Bungie has always done really good like FPS mechanics. So the shooting yeah. is still top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'll pull you through a raid one day, Hawk. The raids are so unique now, right. um, and they're fun. Especially no, when you find fun people I to play with. Really frustrated with. <laughs> Not. Don't worry. Usually, they, just because we we didn't have an, we didn't have enough we didn't have any competent like yeah. team to go in. Yeah. There. Um, and the jumping puzzles are still there, just not as horrible. <laughs> jumping puzzles. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Hawk. Um, any um, other gaming uh, things for this year, Hawk? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, for me. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, I think I'm gonna pass on to. All right, Memoir. Um. You know, it's it's weird because I was and Steve will probably shake his head at this one. Um. I got kind of starting psyched, already. I, I got kind of psyched for Borderlands Three. So I, That's I, fair. I, no, no, it's a perfectly fine game. Yeah. I just don't like the CEO. Oh, yeah, no, it's a good game. Uh, so I will concede it's good. But anyway, go so on. So I went back and I dug up uh, the handsome collection that I had and, and played cool, through cool. those. And you know, I, so I, good. I forgot. And I, cause I forgot that because I had the original games, like the old, like the Borderlands 2 yeah. uh, pre-sequel. But I never got into the DLC when I got them. So I'm like, I don't, it's a lot. I don't want to pay for them. And the games are fine enough. Sure. But you get the collection. It has all the DLC for both the games. And I'm like, this is really fun. Put a lot of time in, beat those. And then I'm like, uh, when I was at FanX, I'm like, oh, they, uh, they released Borderlands 1, the game of the year for PS4. <laughs> yep. that oh. So I'm in the middle of playing through Borderlands. Like Borderlands world now. Man, man, that's <laughs> uh, awesome. But you know what? And I, I, I forgot. You know, I, I love the games, but I've forgotten how much I love them. So now I'm, I'm psyched to, to get my hands on 3 now that that's come out. Nice, nice, nice. Because I've I've heard nothing but good things about about the story in three. I agree. Yeah, I, lo- I look forward to to hearing what you have to yeah. say about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I just won't get it, but yeah, I'm sure it's a great oh, game. Yeah. So that that'll be great. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll stream it. You can watch us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that and uh, there's another one that actually I I didn't even know about when it was released, and it was uh, one of the guys in my cast turned me on to this. Uh, was uh, Man of Medea. Oh or yeah, Man, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, sorry. Uh, not Madame, Madame, um, which is sort of the the spiritual successor to Until Dawn. It's the same company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. the first in uh, what they have said is going to be a series this of series. games yeah, yeah. that follow the same route. Um, yeah. I, the playthrough, I watched the playthrough on it because they, they, a bunch of them got together and, and actually played the game because you can actually play yeah. it multiplayer. That's mm. awesome. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, but okay. the way they do it's very interesting because with like Until Dawn, when you switch characters, every yes. person chooses a character. So when you right. switch the character, you hand off the controller. Oh, okay. And I don't know Indeed. if you can do it online. I know that you can do it in person, which makes it kind of a, it makes it like a cinematic experience where you're sitting down and you're right. watching this, mo- this movie play out that you all have control over. Yeah. Uh, very creepy. For those that ever saw the, quite as bad as a movie it was, the movie Ghost Ship, lots of, <laughs> <laughs> yes. very similar wow. vibe where you're, like, you're kind of playing through a ghost story, but you don't know what's going on. And yet the whole goal is to figure out what happened. 
Right, right. Um, very, very cool. cool game. I'm looking forward to what they're going to keep putting out with this this series that they're 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 touting with this. So nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like with Eric's uh, game, I like that's the thing. Like I love cinematic experiences. Like uh, yeah. I mean, Detroit Become Human and Until Dawn yeah. are two of my most now. Arguably, a lot of people go those aren't games, right? But <laughs> I just I just love the quality of the storytelling and uh, and the ability for me to feel like I was actually in a movie. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, this is a game I'm definitely going to have to keep my eye on. Oh yeah, it's too. great. It's uh, it's it's part of what's called the Dark Pictures anthology. Yeah, what, it's what they've named that series. Oh. Until Dawn is one of the best horror movies. Like honestly, like mm-hmm. like it's so smart. Like yeah. that is so good. Yeah, oh, so yeah. they know what they're doing. Nice. And again, once again, they have a really, a really cool cast. Like Sean Ashmore is in the in the. Oh, I love Sean Ashmore. They're really good at nice. getting nice. at getting good character actors to play these these roles. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice. Steve, do you have any uh, runners up? Uh, well, you know, because I was all depressed. The only things I've kind of gotten back into are just like loopy games. So like uh, Diablo three, I was playing a big chunk of, and then for Honor, I got into again. And they have a new um, DLC coming out, so. Yeah, no, Very that's good. the thing that they keep supporting it and it's fun, you know, and then um, I just recently got back into uh, Red Dead uh, Online hmm. um, because they just added some content for that, too. So these are my, you know, just run around, you know, do nothing, but I just have fun games. So yeah, that's pretty much it. But all three of those I would recommend because there's still a lot yeah. of fun just to run around. You should run around in Destiny. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been waiting. I've been waiting and it's it's about time now nice. because it's all... It's all coming together. Yeah, it so. is. Um, I'll see you. you know, for me, two of the people here have already stolen parts of mine. Um, <laughs> New Dawn was on my runners-up list, and Destiny 2 was on my runners-up list, and you've heard my thoughts on those. A couple other things I really, or games I really enjoyed was Bloodstained, uh, Ritual of the Night. which Oh, yes. Right. Metroid, no, not Metroidvania. I'll say Castlevania. Uh, yeah, actual Castlevania. Yeah, game. Yeah. It was actually created by one of the former Castlevania producers. Koji Igarashi. I pronounced that wrong, but that's the person. It's really nice. fun. It's really good. Um, it's really hard. I'm glad that came together. I'm glad that actually, like, you know, what delivered, you know, on on being because there's so many of these like former game developers. They they make these kickstarters mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't work out. And that one actually did. Yeah, so for that's sure. Great. Um, another game that I really enjoyed this year was just released uh, a couple days ago. Well, actually, the next two were just released a couple days ago. Um, it's the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening nice. for the Nintendo Switch. There are some frame rate issues and some other stuff, but it's amazing that I can. It brings back the memories of me playing that on my Game Boy, and it feels sort of pitch perfect. And that's what Nintendo cool. does, and they did it well. Nice. Uh, my nice. final favorite game of this year was also released a couple days ago. And yeah. It is also on the Switch. It's called the Untitled Goose Game. And this, if you've never heard of this game, look it up. It's hilarious. You play this angry, angry goose, and all you do is piss off people in this game. That sounds amazing. It's now amazing. it's my attention. <laughs> it's so funny. So funny. You have to get this game. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to explain. Yeah, I think that's, 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 yeah, that's kind of as far as we can go. I mean, where else can we go after your your My uh, goose angry game? goose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's let's um let's pick uh let's, let's let's talk about a game that we're really excited for to end off this podcast. A game we're excited for either coming up in the end of 2019 or 
sometime next year in 2020. Hawk, let's start with you. Uh, one I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if just pick getting, one game. Yeah. yeah. Ghost of Su- oh, Tsushima. Right. Oh, yeah. I hope that comes out. That's a good one. I know. Uh, apparently there's a little article on comicbook.com uh, that's saying the PlayStation boss was overwhelmed by the graphics when he saw it. Overwhelmed. I think, I think we were all overwhelmed by the graphics yeah. when we yeah. saw just that yeah. trailer. The drama, no less yeah. too. Right. That game, that game looks amazing. It's by Sucker Punch, right? Yep. Yeah. Sucker yep. Punch. So one of my favorite game companies mm-hmm. as well. So I would love them to go back to infamous, but <laughs> hell, nin- no, no, move forward. <clears throat> Samurai. Yes. I would, I would love Samurai uh, Infamous. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho, uh, Steve. Uh, Marvel Avengers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I like <laughs> I'm looking to... forward to what? it. What? what? Okay, no. Anyway, uh, no, I, I guess a Dying Light 2 because I really enjoyed the first Dying Light and uh, I'm really curious if they can take it somewhere. Now, I'm super skeptical about games now, so you know I'm going to do my research, but that's, uh, that's one that I, I'm going to keep my eye on. That sounds good. Matt Moore? Uh, I've got a pair that I'm looking forward to. They're coming out uh, both in November. Uh, yeah. Death Stranding. I'm real. Oh, keen on you playing. guys are weird. I'm very man. confused. I know. <laughs> uh, I I'm just I want to know what it's about. That's the big thing. Like, I want to give it a whirl, see what it's about. It looks really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I'm I'm a mark for weird games like that, like weird like horror based games like that. So I'll give it a shot because it looks oh, yeah. kind of intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're a gamer, you've been following Hideo Kojima over the years, and that you can't help but not like be curious. And, and that's just play. it. Like I'll, uh, yes. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him the time. To <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know. I'm not into that <laughs> stuff. So no, whatever. Norman Reedus. I mean, it's Norman Reedus. So I'll give him. You know, I'll give it the that's shot. Fair. Uh, and uh, again, if if it actually launches when they're planning on it, I really want to give uh, Fallen Order a shot. Right. Yep. Yep. Nah. That's... No more money. <laughs> oh. They haven't proven. They haven't well, proven Jack for four years, guys. Anyway, that's that's why I want to give it a shot. I mean, like, well, we've we've been seeing we've been seeing <laughs> gameplay footage from it. It looks good. It does look good. It looks it like an Uncharted looks Wars. good. It has potential. A lot of games looked good at the start of this year. Holy crap. Sure. Wait, it doesn't re- is Respawn's doing it though, right? Yeah. yeah. Respawn is generally okay. I don't think they've played a I played a bad game for Oh Respawn. my god. I mean, remember when we said that about Dice and BioWare last year? So that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what what unites all Remember how we bought those games? Yes, and we all pre-ordered all these games. It just what unites those three companies respawn oh. dice and bioware they're all under ea okay so just that's the fun funness no fun? no a lack anyway no, i'm gonna shut up what's your game what's your <laughs> game um does anyone wait haka or steve do you want to do a number two i'm gonna do a couple oh, oh i can do it i can do a number two right now oh go for uh, it luigi's mansion three cool yeah yeah nice yeah that looks good Oh, uh, Steve, is there anything else you're looking forward to? Uh, I am uh, tentatively curious about Doom Eternal. I'm also annoyed Ooh. with Bethesda as well, but you know, I want to see what happens with that game. So I like the Doom guys. That team is really nice. They also sent me a T-shirt for some odd reason, which was nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it's also the most comfy T-shirt I own. Oh, wow. What's on about? Because it's from hell, man. That's it. You shouldn't yeah. wear that so much. <laughs> I'll, I will. If they have comfy shirts, I'm fine with it. Okay. That's that's the first step. Is the cookies and the comfy shirts? <laughs> I have a couple games I'm looking forward to this year and next year. Um, cool. I uh, can we just all say we're all looking forward to Cyberpunk? Yes. Yeah. There you go. So we don't need to mention that anymore. Um, Final Fantasy. 
Okay. I'm hesitantly yeah. I'm, curious. I am also hesitant. I don't. I don't like the fact that they're really pushing it as episodic release. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's either going to be a really good idea or it's going to be a horrendous cash grab, and I'm mm-hmm. real nervous. So current reports are saying that the first game ends uh, when you leave Midgard. Yeah. So okay. take that as you will for people who've played the game. It's, um, again, I'm, I, I will be less skeptical when they release the launch dates for the other chapters in the game. Cause if it's yeah. one of those, like here's the end of Midgard and then it's four or five years later before we get the next one. <laughs> Live <laughs> service, final fantasy. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like <laughs> final fantasy. And then, so that's, that's the only thing that's holding me back on is that it's not a, a full complete game. It's just literally the first chapter. I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, All right. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, for this year, I'm also looking. I'm looking forward to the Outer Worlds, which is mm-hmm. sort of like this Fallout type game. It was created by the guys who did New Vegas. New Vegas, yes. So yeah, that's gonna hopefully be good. I'm looking forward to Ghost Recon Breakpoint because I love the Ghost Recon games. I had a lot of fun playing Ghost Recon yeah. with you. You know, I, I would say yeah. uh, I wasn't super keen on the last one, but this one, I don't know. Again, you know, the Ubisoft they kind of hit their stride. There's something about this mm-hmm. one that got me wanting to just play just a little more. It got, had that, you know, that sieve, you know, that sieve bug, you know, it's a one mm-hmm. more turn, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to Breakpoint as well. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, next year I am looking forward to, this is my last one. Um, it is Gods and Monsters. This is a Ubisoft yeah. game. I don't know if you guys noticed it. It's their mm-hmm. version of a Zelda type game, but based, I believe in Greek mythology, yeah, Greek or Roman mythology. So oh. and it, it has that cartoon, like, um, cell shading look and it looks uh-huh. incredible. Yeah, no, I'm, oh, okay. I'm kind of so, keen on that. That's why I'll look up for that one too. February, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah February. Neat. So, okay. These are these are all good picks. I think all of us have picked really good yeah. games that we're looking forward to next year. So, why don't we throw this to our listeners? What games are you looking forward to? What do you think of our games of 2019? Our gaming experiences. What are your gaming experiences? Send us a note on our social medias and our email. All of that fun stuff you'll hear in the post crawl. Thank you, Hawk, Matt Moore, and Steve for coming on to talk about our favorite gaming experiences. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So thanks again, guys, for coming on. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidstn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.